0: Welcome to the Revolution Church of New York City podcast. Before we begin, we'd like to remind you that our ministry is supported 100% by listeners like you. Unlike most ministries, Revolution Church of New York City is not backed by grants from larger institutions. To make your 100% tax-deductible donation today, please visit revolutionnyc.com slash donate. You can also read more by clicking the donate section On our website to learn more. Thanks for listening. I was in uh, Seattle for uh, a couple weddings, and I wasn't doing them; I was attending them. And weddings go really long nowadays. I mean, and for an introvert who doesn't know anybody, and uh, being at a wedding, it's like torture. It was like having my fingers broken one by one. Um, But I had a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. Karen's parents are Swiss, and it was her sister's wedding, the last one, and, you know, talking to them, and, uh-huh, uh uh-huh, a very strong accent. Um, it was good. It was tough. It was weird and made the most of it. Um, and why do I tell you this is because I met a lot of different folks in, in Seattle, and uh, I was surprised by how many people I met who came up to me to de- 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 declare that they were—I um, don't know if they came to declare it to me, but they told me, which I thought was nice that they felt— open enough to say, I don't believe in God anymore, I'm uh, an ex-Christian, or gave me a story about why they don't believe anymore. And it was quite interesting to hear all these things, and uh, also realize that, you know, try to explain to them why I don't believe those things either, but still believe, which is, you know, hard to do on like five pieces of wedding cake. Um, no, but I met some really neat people and we had a lot of great conversations and, uh, I think there's some mega church around there that may be preaching some really harsh gospel. I don't know <laughs> on a hill somewhere <laughs> on another planet, maybe <laughs> where a rover goes. That's all I'm saying. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was interesting. So I, I was thinking about what to talk about today, and uh, I drew a blank. I was like, "Oh, there's nothing to talk about on Sunday," you know. And I've got all this this, uh, this stuff going around in my head, and and uh, about faith and what it is and what it isn't. And I've had some interesting conversations of recently on the on the, on the internets, um, about all sorts of stuff. And I just continue to realize how opinionated people are um and anytime I get down really down and I feel like "Wow, Christians are awful, and reading i can, I'm a Christian too, so I guess I'm kind of awful as well, but you know reading those those comments, I just go to Yahoo, randomly pick a story, and read those comments. I mean, they're awful. Have you ever read Yahoo comments? <laughs> and the thing is you have to sign up like officially to be able to do a Yahoo comment, and I mean there's stuff like you know. Hitler was awesome. You know what I mean, you know, and it was like a thing on baking. It is the most bizarre thing in the world, and man, it makes me uncomfortable. So if you ever really feel like you're out of it and you're like, oh, Christians are all the jerks, and I you don't know. People are jerks. See you next week, guys. Um, we're all jerks, but I want to figure out how how a way that we can coexist in the same place. I I I have something else that I sent to my phone and hopefully it made it otherwise. This sermon's going to be really odd. Um, do they have Wi Fi in here? I don't need Facebook. What am I looking for? I'm looking for that. Don't let my professional attitude be intimidating. <laughs> So I, I've posted some things on. Oh, no. So this is what got me. I, I posted uh, some stuff on uh, on the Facebook. I asked the question. I said, you know, I'd love to know if you've lost your faith or, or you've stopped going to church. You know, and why? Please share. And I think I had like uh, 185, maybe 190 responses. And uh, really amazing stuff. Um, I had to like erase a few comments because you got people who are like brothers and sisters just come back to us you know and this kind of stuff and i really didn't want to you know i don't think it's fair to ask people to be vulnerable about something and then be like ha well let me tell you the good news you know and so and it's amazing the different reasons um and i think it's quite quite inspired me to i want to maybe write a book about it um of kind of the idea of post-christianity And there were some people who were like, you know, I'm still a believer, but I've left church, and um, it's just it's a very complex situation, and it's not this like black and white situation to see how what people believe and what they don't believe. And I think it's important to be open to those things, and uh, not close ourselves down because I think when we close people down to new ideas or thoughts or or questions, obviously we drive people away. And for me, I think the hardest thing is is that a lot of us or a lot of folks have given up their faith because of people, and I'm not saying anything's wrong with the people who've done that, but because based on the idea of what other Christians do. And so I'm kind of curious as if you know how do we follow God and whatever God is, um, and understand the message of Christ. in a way that that is kind of more dependent on that than on other people. Because if I leave, you know, I just, I'm going to try to flesh this out a little bit, but, you know, I think about, like, if I follow, um, like, you know, okay, okay, I'm going to buy into it. Okay, there's a God that, you know, created things. I, st- I believe in evolution and all that stuff, so there's a God that went, bang, you know. All the chemicals went nuts and <laughs> slithered out of a lake and here we are. Um, I never slithered. I was actually chicken. <laughs> I hate snakes um, I was a bat um, no i'm a, so no, I was a nerd and still am and uh, no, but the idea of that we follow um we believe in a God, but then we don't believe in a God when people. Disappoint us, and I think we've found. I find that we put our faith in the wrong things. Now, there's other people who answered stuff like, "I just think it sounds like a bunch of fairy tales," and those are almost the ones I respected the most. I was like, "Ah, oh, there's not much I can do with that." You know, you got a point. <laughs> um. <laughs> I remember one time I was uh when Vince was still at Black Betty this guy was going off about how crazy Mormons were and he's like and they all get their own plan and they all get this kind of stuff isn't they and they're making fun of it and he's laughing I'm like yeah and I believe that God came down to earth to a virgin impregnated her and then her son became a Jewish carpenter That's pretty nuts right You know what I mean it's like we just like it's so funny how we can be like oh my gosh that's that's insane you know and I'm like well what we believe is pretty insane we've just said it enough that you know if you say anything enough it doesn't sound crazy anymore um or if you say things too much like road if you say road too much it becomes a weird word you know when words become sounds and you're kind of like oh i'm gonna go crazy um really if you do acid and do that it's really scary but i don't recommend doing acid because i'm on a lot of medication because i did acid at a very young age and it wasn't very good and i thought you know i was like is acid still around i heard kids talking about it last night they're like Dude, there's this guy tweeting his live, his acid stuff, his acid trip. And I so bad wanted to find this guy's Twitter handle and be like, we're coming for you. <laughs> we know where you are. <laughs> and uh, we see you now in the dark. <laughs> watching your, with your cigarette. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> um, that's acid humor. Um, man, today's sermon is not a sermon at all. This is just me trying to share some things that I'm trying to put together, A, B, or C, and I hope you guys can help me with this. Um, I would have loved to have an extra mic, but we have to, like, put in a request to get an extra mic. You know, it's like, let's have an extra mic. I'm like, but man, I would have had to think about that a week ago in order to get the extra mic there to ask the question, so I didn't. Um, but the idea is, is do we follow people or, or, um... Do we have some sort of actual spiritual experience with a God or with God or with Christ? Or is it really based on the fuzzy feelings we get with people? I mean, there was a recently a study done on mega churches, and I don't know how official the study was, but how people like to go because in that big in in and large group of people, you almost get like a high in the atmosphere of worship, you know, because you're with all these people and you get this like feeling. And, uh, you know, but is that based, you know, what's based on? You know, and it's based on being in a large group of people. And I think, is that what faith is about? And some people say, well, of course, Jay, faith is community. And I'm going, yeah, okay, but what if your community really sucks? <laughs> you know, do you stop believing in God? You know, or do you like go, oh, well, I, I listened to, you know, Richard Dawkins. And um, what's the really smart guy who's speaking spell guy? Yeah, Hawking, Hawking, like Hawking hawking like that or like hawking hawking um yeah that guy you know i've read his book and he's convinced me i don't believe in god i mean that's one thing you know but the thing is like well everybody was really you know christians are jerks and they do stupid stuff it's like you know well if that was for me a valid reason i would have quit this a long time ago so I want to, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about what is it that makes us believe in God? And is there an experience that we've actually had with God beyond human interaction? And, uh, or have we allowed God to be, or, or have, or is God just an image of people? You know, have we created God in, in, in man's image and, uh, based on what we follow, what we believe, you know, um, if I stop believing because my pastor had an affair or you know did something like that, um, where is my faith in that? And what is my faith? And this is not to condemn anybody. This is just to get people to think: is why do we give up God and why do we doubt God? Uh, you know, there's times where I've wanted to give up ministry and go live in a cabin somewhere <laughs> far away and uh, just write books and put them out. And never talked to anybody ever again because I was so frustrated with how things work. Um, to me, I thought, well, that would be the perfect, you know, just cut out the people and this is a great job. Um, but I don't think that I'm supposed to do that either. My dad used to always threaten that. He's like, I'm going to move to a cabin in the woods and everybody can just go straight to hell, you know. Um, that's when dad was mad. Um, the hell with you all. It'd be, me and my sister be driving him crazy and he's going to go move into a cabin in the woods um, so there's this idea of, of who is God, what is God um, what do we hold responsible for God, now I'm about to believe it or not, shift into a completely different gear here with a quote that also I read uh, that I put on my Facebook that got a lot of reaction and I want to talk about how we react to different theology and different thoughts and different ideas and somehow this is all connected in my mind <laughs> might not actually be connected anywhere else um this is a archbishop lazar and i think his name is paolo p-a-h-a-l-o paolo lazar archbishop lazar which is just pretty cool just to be archbishop lazar um darth vader music i actually saw this guy once and he is pretty scary looking (laughs) you know um He's like, wears all black and stuff? But he's pretty, you know, long beard. And Hello. Um, he's in that uh, documentary that's coming out called uh, Hellbound? Question mark? So I guess it would be like, hellbound? <laughs> um, but I like this quote, and I think it's important for us to think about it and look at it. Um, if Christ was punished on our behalf, then God does not forgive us. Punishment and forgiveness are mutual. Mutually exclusive. If punishment was meant out given out even vicariously, then there cannot be forgiveness. Forgiveness precludes any form of punishment. Punishment precludes forgiveness. The father of the prodigal son did not say first I will beat you and then I will take you back into my house. Rather, his forgiveness followed the son the day he left his father. It, it, uh, it did not originate the day he returned. The father had already forgiven and waited every day at the top of the road, hoping that his son would come back and be embraced by the love and forgiveness, by love and forgiveness. So now I'm going to read this one more time. If Christ was punished on our behalf, then God does not forgive us. Punishment and forgiveness are mutually exclusive. Um, I'm not going to read the rest, but I want to read that part one more time. So I put this and I got a lot of responses because it was a. basically it's questioning the atonement theory is how Jesus could have died on the cross. If Jesus paid for our sins and how are we forgiven? You know, what I mean, like if it was paid for, you know, then it's not a gift, that kind of thing. Like, and someone wrote there and said to me, they said, Jay, I think, I think the idea is, is like even when someone, someone gives a gift or someone forgives a debt, the person who forgave the debt still suffers because they don't get back what was owed to them or whatever. But then I was thinking like, okay, well, if God is God beyond my understanding this cosmic being, you know, I can't imagine what he's low on. Or what she's low on. <laughs> uh, what is God low on that we, we have to pay for or that God needs, you know, and that it caused, you know, he sent his only son to die. But you know, what is it? Is it is it atonement theory or not? And I was amazed by the fact of how many people became very angry by this question um, and this idea. Of, of, a, of, of the two not being mutually exclusive and that we were forgiven already and that maybe Jesus died for another reason because he claimed to be a king <laughs> and occupied territory and he also ran with traitors of traitors of tra- I mean you know tax collectors were traitors to the people being occupied and he was claiming to be Messiah which um, we weren't supposed to do that because the Romans didn't like that. So he had a lot of enemies. And uh, the idea was Jesus was crucified. And so the sacrifice, the idea of sacrifices is, 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 is an old idea. And some people argue that maybe that was the greater understanding. The greatest understanding they had at the time was the sacrificial system. Um, my theory, I have a theory that I, I uh, glued together um, with some of Pete Rollins' theology and my own. Um I'm sure he stole it from somewhere, so it's probably all Jack stuff. Um, he doesn't have a whole lot of original thoughts, Pete Rollins. Um, I'm just kidding. He's like my best friend, so I can say that. Um, he's, a, he's brilliant. He's a, he's a giant amongst ants. Um, he's a little man. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? <laughs> Yes, theology I piece together with the idea that the, when, when, when Jesus is crucified, there, there's this great giant earthquake. And in the Holy of Holies, there's this really thick curtain, the width of your hand. I don't know what size hand, but supposedly that's what, like the thickness of your hand, not the length. <laughs> that'd be a really small curtain. <laughs> um, sorry, everybody. This is what happens when you don't prepare well. Um, and so it rips in half. And there's nothing behind there except probably a giant scab of some sort because there was a lot of blood sacrifices done there. Um, but there was nothing there. And it was the Holy of Holies, so the priests at the time had to wrap a rope around their leg when they went in in case they died um, so they could be pulled out because, you know, basically one priest dies. You're like, I'm going to go in there. And then another one dies. And the next thing you know, you got a room full of dead priests. Um, reminds me of a joke. No, it doesn't. Um. But the idea was that there was nothing behind there. There was no really nothing separated. And that was the Holy of Holies. That was supposed to be our separation from God. And so in some ways you wonder if if that was a key to saying, if that miracle actually happened, that was the key of saying we've never been separated. I've, you know, my son has died because of what he believed and what he said um, and what he claimed. But the fact is, I want you to know that I, we've never been separated. I've always loved you. I've always forgiven you. I mean, um, Paul talks about, I believe it's in Romans, uh, that it might be Romans or Colossians. I can't remember off the top of my head. That said he was being entirely fair. God was being entirely fair when he did not punish those who sinned in former times. Interesting. Now, if that didn't happen, then we actually, our news is even worse news because then we have this choice and they didn't and they all won. Um that's a whole other theological discussion. But the idea is, is that um, the idea is that we were never separated and that's, that Jesus ne- maybe necessarily wasn't paying the price for our sins, that we had always been forgiven, that we've always been loved by God in the apple of God's eye. Now some of you may be sitting in your seat going like, Jay, this is pure heresy, we've gone too far. I'm just throwing some stuff out but I think <clears throat> this is my point. How many of us throw each other out because we have different theology? As I sit and I read those different people's opinions of what they had to feel and say about what the difference was. And, and um, you know, some people say, well, you're not even this is not even a Christian. You're not even a Christian. You know, I mean, like they're throwing away my whole value system or my whole faith because I've quoted someone who I thought said something quite powerful as though we were always forgiven. Um, I read something else by Tony Jones today and read some of the comments, and there were people saying, well, if you don't believe the Bible, this is the word of God, you know, you are not a Christian. And I'm like, you know, these are the guys that are, like, really fundamentalists. And I'm thinking, how can you be that ignorant? You claim the Bible to be 100% True uh, and, and inspired by God or not, or in, whatever it's called, it's perfect. What do they call it? Inf- infallible, and uh, but then they don't know it. You know, it's like oh, it's infallible, so I'm not even going to bother reading it. But I know that you're you're saying isn't the traditional understanding. And I was like, I do not want to take the 15 hours to read those really boring books about the history of the Bible. But I trust it's the right thing. Honestly, I mean, what is your theology based on? And so, when the more I grow and I realize, and the more I read and the more I study, the more my theology changes. And and my theology is just my thoughts and opinions on God, okay? Trying to understand God to the best of my abilities. But the more I read, the more I understand, the more I study. And I think that's why some pastors are like, oh, studying is dangerous, you know? Okay, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Don't learn. Um, I remember somebody telling me they went to and took a philosophy class. I think it might have been somebody here and their, their parents were like, we're going to do double prayers for you for that class, you know, because that's the devil's workshop. Um, they might have a point. Um, <laughs> if you spend much time with Peter Rollins, um, <laughs> his mind is the devil's workshop but I let him back to the Lord last week, so it's cool. Um, <laughs> but, the, but the idea is, is like, uh, I'm, I mean, the idea is, is we can't have difference of opinion. Oh, we tear each other down when we have a different education or a different belief system or a different background. And it's hard on either side, but the fact is, is throwing people out is I think where we make a mistake or throwing yourself out. And that's what happens because people see like, this is frustrating because I spend my life studying this stuff and I come out with a different view and the people who, you know, don't study this stuff or maybe even do and came up with a different idea. um, Call me a heretic and not a believer. And so in some ways when we leave that, we're either saying, you know, God's full of crap um, which I can handle more than just saying someone else is full of crap and then we just leave because of that. Um, I don't think that's what's being spiritual is, is, is depending, allowing your faith to rest on others. Um, people will always let you down. I have argued with Brian McLaren, okay? <laughs> this is the nicest man on earth. That <laughs> was a small argument, didn't go very far. He probably wouldn't even remember it. Um, but you know, it was like one of those things where we had an argument and I was like, Oh, Brian McLaren and me argued, you know, it was like, oh, it's awful. Like, you know, Brian doesn't know he's Brian. That's how nice Brian is. You know, he's just like, Hey Jay, what's going on, man? Um, Brian McLaren is like the jam. I can't tell you how much he's a writer and he writes a lot about grace and emergent stuff and he's the real deal. But the fact is, is you know, there's times where you even have disagreements with those people who, you know, are, are the most genuine folks. You know, there's there's times where uh, people you look up to the most let you down, and I think it's 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 important that we find an area in our life where those two, where we allow that which is outside of of maybe matter, like on Earth, you know. And I think sometimes I believe that God's outside of matter. Um, or, or that God is the ground of all being, but I, I get those two kind of confused all the time. But th- that God is outside of matter, A- and we take matter and confuse that for God, or we take disease and, and all these other things. And, and I think it's easier to blame you know God on for disease and why didn't you intervene on this? But it's 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 strange to me that we allow our 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 faith to rest so much on human beings. And so I guess my argument is is that faith first of all and to those who are demanding that we have faith of a particular type of that if you don't believe in atonement theory that's why I wrote that thing you know you're not a real christian because then you know you're making christ's death in vain and that type of thing or you don't believe the bible is Inerrant so you can 't be a Christian now anybody who 's read the Bible will know that there's nothing in there that would even support that that 's what I found like like i 'm like this guy i'm like you know I wanted to be like you know these people are talking way above your pay grade man, <laughs> but that would have been mean um, <laughs> but I really wanted to be mean um because it was embarrassing almost to a certain extent of how ignorant this guy was um but at the same time, it's also, you know, it, it, we've got to allow time for those folks to grow and learn and, and, and encourage them to become who they are and allow them to understand maybe God in a, in a different, unique way. So those are my, my things. And I, I think if we can figure out how to. To encourage each other to maybe seek things, you know, and try to find answers. I think it's important to find answers. I think, you know, because when I was having this conversation about, you know, atonement theory and I was like, you know, and I said what I said, I was like, well, you know, what does God need something from us or, we, you know, God has to have this pound of flesh or, um, you know. God, you know, didn't get a, like a 50 bucks back, you know. <laughs> so he's, he's kind of bummed. Um, it cost him something. You know, all these different things. And, you know, and it was like <sighs> this, this, uh, this person said, well, God's just a mystery. You know, he's just God's ways is not my way. <laughs> and no matter how much you can honestly say that, That just sounds like the worst cop-out in the whole wide world, especially to people who don't believe it. You know, people are like, oh, that's great, so you don't know. You know what I mean? Have you seen that commercial where the guy's like, I'm 99.9% sure, and the guy's like, so you don't know. Just say you don't know. Um, And that's kind of the whole thing of like, oh, his ways are mysterious. And those aren't good things to say when you're like talking about eternal damnation. You know? (laughs) Or, like, forget well, it's a mystery to me why God has to beat and burn everybody, but isn't it? It's, he's good all the time, you know. You're like, wait a second, none of the nothing about that idea is good to me at all of like burning souls forever. Um, it makes Hitler look like you know, day camp, really because at least those people got to die and, and here it's in forever you know so it's like that doesn't make sense to me and that doesn't I can't mark chalk that down to well it's a mystery oh I can't wait to get there it's a mystery it drives me a little nuts um, so I research that stuff and I look into it and a lot of different folks that I hang out with look into it too you know theology is I love theology it's really fun <laughs> I don't know why I love it, but it is fun. I do enjoy it. and and some people are I'm just happy with the mystery and I think there's a, f- a sense of fear when we are f- a fear of the unknown because so many of us we have our faith built on concepts given to us by other people. you know and we just kind of do have a house of cards you know and it's like if you you know you start questioning this, well then you pull out one of the cards and the whole thing falls down. Especially like the the, the uh, particular doctrines, you know, of um, like Jesus dying for our sins. Um, atonement theory, you know, and atonement theology, you start questioning that. People go, oh, everything's going to fall apart, you know. But then again, we come back to that whole thing of, well, where is God in this? Is God really God or is this the idea that some human idea is going to destroy it? it to me, it keeps... Coming back to to almost a subconscious question, which none none of us will know if we can answer this or not because it's in our subconscious. Um, But do we believe in God at all? Or do we believe in humans? And do we believe in each other? And do we allow that to be constant? Now, I think, what do you love when you love God? I really do think you love the other. Um, But when you love the other, that doesn't mean that they become God. And I think that's what we make the mistake of doing. Now, I grew up with my parents being very famous preachers and ministers, and then they had like a huge scandal. And then their scandal happened. And then another one happened with somebody else. Another one, it was like do All these preachers just kind of just fell flat on their face. And uh, matter of fact, one of the people who wrote me and <laughs> gave my parents was one of the reasons they didn't believe in God anymore. And I said, wow, you know, you think you have stuff to blame my mom and dad for? <laughs> I wanted to be like wimp. <laughs> my mom used to lock my bedroom window, dude, <laughs> so I couldn't sneak out at night. Um, you know when you, when you see who the, your, the, your parents really are compared to what people think they are. But you know that was an excuse. That was a reason, and I can't. You know I can't say, oh, that's not. I mean, it was their reason, um, but it just makes me wonder where our faith is. And why would we think that some famous evangelist somehow has a corner on God? Because they have a lot of people and because they have business sense. You know, because they're successful. I mean, it's automatic. We have this idea that the, majorities, the majority rules. You know, well, a majority thinks it's right. You know, I mean, it's then it's orthodox, which kind of is orthodox if the majority of people. You become a heretic when you when you when you're thinking different thoughts than the majority. Okay, so we kind of built into the system this whole idea of go with the group, even though Jesus was constantly being like, "I'm going to leave the ninety-nine for the one," or Jesus would be eating with tax collectors and other notorious sinners. And, you know, the, the religious leaders would come along and say, why does your teacher eat with such scum? You know, why are you eating with it? Why are you hanging out with these people? You know, and Jesus would explain to them, you know, I've come for this reason, not that reason. And, and, and so it was this <clears throat> constant of Jesus was constantly making people feel uncomfortable. You know, Matthew was a tax collector. Um, was it Simon who was the zealot? Simon? what a good preacher, Pastor I am. It was, Simon, thank you. Someone has a memory back there. The 90s were too crazy for me. Um, I burnt out all my memory cells. Um, Then Simon, you know, so you had a zealot, and then then kind of the idea of of a zealot was to kill a tax collector because a tax collector was a traitor to his own people in his own community. And a zealot was, like, anti-government, and, like, to get a person who's betrayed their own people was... Perfect. Now, these are guys who were Jesus' disciples. You know, they were guys within the disciples who wanted to kill each other, okay, or at least had the goal to. Um, I guess one's goal was to stay alive, and the other one's goal was to kill him. Um, that must have been fun time. Um, I can imagine having a staff like that. They didn't even have health insurance, I bet. Well, they had Jesus there. So he was like, oh, healed, <laughs> healed. <laughs> Straighten your teeth out. They're clean. Um <clears throat> Put that piece of dirt into your cavity. (laughs) I'll spit it out. Um, Okay, I'm making stuff up. (laughs) You know, but I mean, the idea was always never the majority rule idea. And, um, And I think we need to somehow remember that in our faith. And I think there's, you know, for some of you or maybe even folks listening online or even myself, you know, we are often at the edge of giving up our faith. And so, what I want to do is to continuously <clears throat> ask myself, "Why? You know, has God disappointed me? Has Jesus disappointed me? Um, or are they even there?" I think those are the two questions important to ask: Is where is my faith? What is it based on? Okay, these these this is you know following God, loving God with all my heart, my neighbor as myself. Okay. Those are good things like maybe I can do that, you know, and what is what is what is my relationship with them? What is my relationship with God and has God let me down or is God non-existent or is God, you know, something I've made up? I think those are the questions to really ask when you're struggling with faith and allow the other people who have horrible opinions, you know, argue with them or leave them alone. Um, I mean, that's why I do what I do. There was a lot of people I didn't get along with or understand in ministry, so I just I started my own church. And, uh, and I'm able to ask the questions, and for some reason people give a damn enough to hear me ask these questions and go through these questions. And I think these are the questions we have to look at. Um, how we discount others, too, is, is, is it's not fair because we're all so much on a journey in life of figuring things out, trying to understand things, trying to grasp, trying to grasp the unknown. And I want to read two things from Immanuel Kant. This is a small book I like to read. No, I've only read two pages, but, (laughs) but it's really cool reading this on the subway. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) So smart. What can I do for you? (laughs) My brain is so big. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday who's at a union seminary, and I kind of pulled this out. I was like, oh, yeah, really? <laughs> just some small can I just read this for fun. I don't read it for fun. I just want to know stuff. Um, so I'm going to read a couple things that Mr. Kant said, um, and I want you to see, what it, see if these connect. The sum total of all possible knowledge of God is not possible for a human being not even though, not even through a true revelation. But it is one of the worthiest of inquiries to see how far our reason can go in knowledge of God. You follow me there? I'm going to read that one more time. Um, the sum total of all people possible knowledge, the sum total of all possible knowledge of God is not possible for a human being, not even through a true revelation. I mean, at that point, you're going like, well, then why even bother? Um, But he was German and they don't really old German, 18th century German. So those guys are stubborn, but it is one of the worthiest of inquiries to see how far our reason can go in the knowledge of God. That second part is what got me like, I mean, I'm just like, you know, I know I'll never know. And I know if I did figure out God, then God ceases to be God. You know, if you see Buddha on the road, kill the Buddha. It's the same thing with Jesus, which they actually did. Um, (laughs) <laughs> there he is, get him um, I'm a light-hearted Christian comedian um, oh, Yeah, I um, <laughs> had a good story But it's so far off that I won't even go there um, I just want to see If I'm writing the right thing to you Because I, I, I uh, if I can't find it, it was on my Facebook, but <laughs> Facebook is my life. Um, mm-hmm. Theology connection. Sorry guys, talk amongst yourselves. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, there it is. Found it! Um, Theology cannot serve to explain the appearance of nature to us. In general, it is not a correct use of reason to poisette God as the ground of everything whose explanation is not evident to us. On the contrary, we must first gain insight into the laws of nature if we are to know and explain its operations. In general, it is no... In general, it is no use of reason and no explanation to say that something is due to God's omnipotence. This is lazy reason. And then he goes, we'll talk about this more later. But, so, you see what I'm saying? What he just said over here was like, we'll never be able to fully understand God. No man, even through revelation, will completely understand God. Then we go over here, (laughs) a page later. um, And he's going... uh, you know, well, there is also no excuse. Uh, we can't just say, well, God's a mystery or God's God and God's omnipotent, so we can't understand because that's a lazy person's answer. You see that? You see, like, there's kind of, like, this is kind of a weird balance here. Does anybody see that? Like, all of a sudden, it's like, we will never understand God, but this to say that God's God is no answer at all. I like that idea. I like the idea that I'm being pushed to not give an easy answer. I like the idea that, that, that Kant is telling me, Oh, you'll never understand it fully. But if you don't try, you're being lazy. Well, that seems like a little bit of a tough love there, and you know I'm a grace guy, so I can give grace to folks. But for me, I think it's the right thing to grasp the idea that we'll never be able to grasp it all, but it's no reason for us not to try. And I think the idea of if we are created by God and God's instincts are in us, and the, some of the Bible is true, uh, that will be in, God's law will be known instinctively to us on our heart. When we think of people being tortured for eternity because they didn't say the right prayer or believe the right thing, and we think that's injustice, what's not saying that that's not God in us? What is it saying that maybe we've misunderstood the scriptures? Enough people who are a lot smarter than me have said we've misunderstood the scriptures. Um A lot of people uh, smarter than me have also said, oh, no, they're perfectly fine, (laughs) just the way they are. Um, And I've heard different explanations for it all. And the point is is that the essence of Christ that I experience is that love and love for enemies. And I have a hard time believing in a God that's a hypocrite. And then you can't say, well, Jay, no, you can't call God a hypocrite. It's just a mystery. No, I'm going to look into it, and as of now, uh, if, if if hell is true, then there's a great hypocrisy with God. And that saying that eternal torment is justice is also saying then then you kind of get the whole idea of atonement theory needs to be thrown out the window because Jesus' death wasn't quite good enough for everybody. Unless you say a prayer, even though not anyone in the Bible was really saved that way. I mean, they were saved by, like, being lowered into roofs or saved through childbirth or saved through... <laughs> All sorts of other ideas that none of us talk about, uh, marriage. So, you know, these are things worth looking at and studying. Because if you think you have it figured out, you probably don't. And if you. What you're rejecting probably isn't just people, it's also probably something that's not actually there. It's probably something that needs to be deconstructed. I mean, when you start looking into the history, into the background, and reading things within context, things change. When you start looking into the meanings of the words, things change. And people say, well, that's a slippery slope. I literally heard a mega-pastor once say, when you start doing word studies, that's a slippery slope to leaving the church. And I'm thinking, <laughs> it's a slippery slope to them not being like in your control, basically, um, because we want to learn things in, in their true context and I think what it is is it's fear and, I, and I'm going to I'm going to go with Kant here I think it's laziness and I think to be a lazy religious person is worthless for any of us I think it's dangerous and I think that's when we start hurting other people and I think that's when you start to see people going I don't want anything to do with the church anymore because I'm going to accept some guy who had <laughs> wake up um 15 years of <laughs> sorry buddy 15 years of of uh you know 50, you know, thought five hundred years ago had some really great theology. So I'm just going to stick with that because I'm sure nothing has changed in our knowledge over the five past five hundred years. I think we can grow from that. I think we can do greater things than those guys. So the message today is is really um, just some simple questions: What is God? <laughs> <laughs> um, who is God and um, the fact is you're never going to know be able to understand it fully um, and some of you don't care to understand it fully because you don't even believe it's there so that's you know what's the point I guess Um, but the other thing is is those for you who are like me who are very curious will continue to ask these questions and not take the lazy road so sometimes when I think about the wide road, you know, the, the, the you know, the old oh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Is that it? No, but, you know, like the narrow road to heaven and, and then the wide road to hell or whatever. <laughs> I think of the wide road to destruction, that kind of thing. I think the wide road is like kind of like I'm lazy and I just go along with whatever the other believers say, because there's this in and out mentality and it just doesn't make sense. You know, and it's like, well, we'll just believe this and boom, boom, boom. I think that's like the broad road. Um, I know things that people tell me accuse me of doing like tickling people's ears as a, a pastor and trying to win people over. Yeah, you know, the same people tell me that have like churches of like 800 people. Okay. This is a big day for revolution today. This, this is the fullest. It's been probably in the past two months. Maybe. Yeah. There you go. So I'm glad I'm able to tickle your ears. Most of you leave and go, what the hell did he just say? <laughs> he's, he's kind of crazy. Um, we go because we support him. Or you're all figments of my imagination, which could be true, I think. Pete <laughs> can tells me that no one's here ever. It's just you all are made up of my different parts of me. <clears throat> um, anyway, I, I want to encourage you guys to ask the hard questions. I, I want to say that theology is, is kind of worth it and don't let everybody else do the thinking for you. Um, You're going to do that anyway when you study theology, but you're going to be able to get lots of different opinions and thoughts and ideas, and you can really grow in a beautiful way. Um, I hope that that's worthy, worth it. Um, I hope that we can examine God and try to understand God, even though God is omnipotent and allow that to something to become real to see if there's actually something real there or not but let's not base it on each other and let's not base it on bad theology of other people um, you know what right now we might just be like I'm confused and I don't understand things well let's look into it you know I mean is there something you guys want to look into or you know maybe we should do a book study or something like that you know like let's look further into it and see what's there that's worth it right you know, if this is, you know, if we're going to have heaven and hell and I've blind faith and all that stuff, here I stand. it might be worth cracking a book open every now and then. So there you go. That's what I got for you today. Um, I'm glad you all came out. I got a hat. It's a lovely hat, and I'm going to pass it. It's also my toupee, so forgive me. So A little sweaty in the back. You know what stinks is when you are losing your hair, and sometimes you wear hats a lot. They start to get like a little like light spot right where the bald spot is. It's like your hat starts to lose its hair. It's awful. It's just because bald spots are where God touches the anointed people, (laughs) and hair follicles can't handle that. So you, with full hair, are just awful sinners. You, (laughs) so you dozing off—that's sin. You might be getting a little more anointed. I see a few of my anointed brothers right here in front of me. And God just women are just perfect, so it doesn't matter. They're just they're just angels. Their wings removed. Do your feet hurt? <laughs> from when you fell for heaven. Remember that MXPX song, Do your feet hurt when you fall from heaven? And then another one's like, "Cause you've been running through my mind all day." Oh, I was gonna read Ephesians two eight nine, um, and I never did. <laughs> We're saved by grace, not by works, so no man may boast. Um, go figure that one out with all that stuff. I, re- well, I really had it planned out, but I put my notes down there. Not having this thing was really weird. So, thanks for coming, everybody, and I hope you have a good week. And um, I'll be in, in Arkansas next week, but Vince will be here. So, peace out. Talk to each other. Tip your bartender. And, uh, yeah, chat. Please do talk to each other. I mean, because it would be really great if we had a community here. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the next effort. See ya.